This is episode four with motion picture storyteller Dan Davis. Welcome to Under the Covers, where each week we share the real, raw, and inspiring stories you need to help you create amazing relationships from the bedroom to the boardroom. I'm Aaron Ellsworth, purpose driven entrepreneur and your guide on this epic, funny, sexy, and spiritual ride. Thanks so much for joining us. Now, let's jump right in. Welcome back, family. Today's special guest, his name is Dan Davis, and since 2016, he has directed more than 200 films around the world, for people such as billion-dollar CEOs, to the number one rock band in the world, and to the everyday person that has an inspiring story to tell. His company, Sturry, was created to create stories that stir emotion that lead to positive action, but that's not where he stopped. He wanted to create something more that would impact a massive group of people, and so he created a story discovery experience. It's a book and it's called, this is my story. It's a three-step discovery process that you can use to be able to help you uncover your own purpose in life and give you very much more clarity and all those wonderful things. It's been sold in over 50 countries worldwide. He's had great success and we're lucky to have him on the show today. So without further ado, let's jump right in. It's amazing to be able to talk with someone that's got such a varied, but very focused background. And that's kind of a interesting, um, I don't say conundrum, but it's, uh, you've got some great experience in motion picture, but also in just personal development and, you know, work within the soul. So I'd love for our listeners to better understand who is this amazing person behind Sturry and what you're doing right now. Uh, I think, you know, one of the things that, uh, I appreciate that intro. I, I think, um, I'm no different than, than most people. Um, we have a lot of experiences in our lives that shape who we are and allow us to be proud of who we become. And for me, a lot of those experiences have been failures or what I thought were failures and things just not working out the way that I planned. And I've learned as I, I get into my mid and late thirties that I, I like that plan. <laughs> I like that things aren't going the way that I dreamt them in the beginning because it's such a, a beautiful path that you can take if you're open to receive the new plan. Um, and I, that, a big part of that is my, my personal faith and, and following that inspiration. And uh, I, I think everybody can experience that, you know, whether things are working out the way you planned or not, uh, it can still end up being a, a beautiful life and you can turn into somebody that you're proud of. That's so true. And I, I think the older that I get, the more that I'm realizing that it's, you know, you can start a new chapter at any point and any day, right? Amen to that, yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. So help us understand a little bit more about your background. I mean, you can talk about family. You can talk about um, just, yeah, where you're coming from with your current business. Yeah, a lot of a lot of variety in experiences um, and and uh, situations, I would say. So I'm married, have four kids. Um, I have a wonderful wife named Caroline, sweet Caroline. Every time that song plays at a football game, she's she's on on our minds. <laughs> but uh, but uh, she's she just she's my rock. Uh, she has always been that, and it has never been easy for us in our marriage. And that's a big part of why we are proud of who we are right now is because we had a lot of difficulties and that came through me being an entrepreneur. I, I, uh, kind of forced, <laughs> um, you know, those, a lot of those scenarios on us and some of those things were in our control and some of them were out of our control, but, um, just feel blessed to have four beautiful kids, um, seven and under. <laughs> so wow. it's, it's chaos right now. Um, you add life as an entrepreneur to, having four kids, um, seven and under, and uh, it's, it's just crazy, but I, I, feel, I feel blessed, you know? I, even though it's crazy, I feel like I'd, I'd rather not come home to just a quiet, empty house <laughs> that doesn't have that chaos. I'd rather come home to the, the screaming and the yelling, and it doesn't mean it, we don't respond to a screaming and yelling sometimes, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I uh, have, have just enjoyed that, you know, no matter what stage I'm at in my career and life and just being able to come home to something like that. So, so just a quick background on me. I, I have started businesses, um, since I was young, um, and did what everybody does, start a lawn care business. Um, and then 
my first legitimate business, I would say, was when I was a senior in college and um, started a sports training company. Um, that failed miserably um, from, a, you know, on paper, but the experience was just exactly what I needed to propel me into my next things and had a, a short stint in the wellness industry and um, for corporate wellness. And then that led me to another opportunity um, where I could uh, still be an entrepreneur, but run somebody else's company and film and do that for a, a director that directed both commercial projects and features. And um, from there, I, I went into still being an entrepreneur, went into healthcare for a few years, for not even a few years, that was a short stint. <laughs> um, and then uh, Sturry came about as a result of that opportunity not working out. And um, so lots of different things, but honestly, it's been just pure inspiration to go from thing to thing to thing. They, they may seem like a very odd career path, um, but it was, it, was, it was built on inspiration, and those experiences were definitely inspired. And I definitely want to talk more about that. One of the things that I want to make sure our listeners are hearing is that, Dan, you are a super authentic person. And so when you say that, like, I'm just grateful and I'm just blessed and I've, I'm in the midst of this chaos, but that's that's how it's you know supposed to be and all those things. I'd love for you to share a little bit more on, on how you created that mindset for yourself, because it's it's one thing to be forced into the fire. Um, and I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience. And once you once you're in there, you have to make a decision. <laughs> you can go up in flames or, you know, you can not just create resistance, but you can learn to thrive in it. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about how you get to that headspace to be able to create the gratitude amidst chaos because you are an entrepreneur. You are someone that has this mindset that is just, it's illuminary. It's brilliant. So yeah, please let us know more. Yeah. I mean, that, that is, that has everything to do with my faith, to be honest. Um, you know, I, I think, entrepreneur life is hard enough. I, I always laugh when, when somebody says, you know, I want to become an entrepreneur. I'm thinking about starting a business. And the first thing I say to them is, you know, how does your partner on this earth feel about that? If you, if you're married or, you know, have a partner, but then, and your family, and then how does your relationship, you know, with God or whatever you believe in a higher power, or the universe, whatever that may be, for me, it's God, and as long as my partnership with my spouse and my family and God are in line, we're creating a pattern of obedience to what you believe. Um, and if you stay strictly obedient to what you believe, then I feel like the flood of inspiration comes and you know what you're supposed to do. But entrepreneurs that just jump into it because they think it sounds great to be their own boss and <laughs> go off on their own and do their own thing, uh, you're in for a rude awakening. It it sucks 75% uh, of the time sometimes. Um, and there's only glimmers of hope that keep you going. But if you don't have that solid support from a, a partner or your relationship with God or your faith, then you're literally going to battle wielding a, a sword in the dark, um, hoping that you strike the enemy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I'm not willing to do that, uh, especially because of how hard entrepreneurship is yeah no it's so true and you know for some just to help you know the the broader um audience understand or at least not understand but just more sh shedding light on it one of the things i've found to be super helpful is when we talk about like obedience or adherence to principles right it's for me, it's been super helpful to look at it. And it's not so much about dotting every I and crossing every T as much as it is aligning ourselves with peace, aligning ourselves with what our soul is telling us, not when we're inebriated <laughs> with alcohol or not when we have these outside influences that are creating chaos, but when we can sit in silence and we can truly understand what our heart is telling us, if we're in alignment with that, um, that is the heavens, that is the universe, that is our higher power telling us that we're on track, right? If we're not, then that's where that can really make, uh, make it difficult. And so when you talk about God or a higher power, like it is so fundamental that we have an anchor. 
Um, and when we have that anchor, I guess, how, what's the next step? Like, how do you cross that bridge of, okay, I have something that I believe in to I'm actually in a space that I'm okay with all this shiz that's going on around me. Yeah, I, I think the important thing there is to actually question yourself and say, am I willing to do whatever inspiration I get? Uh, am I willing to take that risk? So yeah. to me, that's intelligent risk-taking. Um, intelligent risk-taking is not just taking risks because you have a great idea. Um, to me, I believe intelligent risk-taking is saying, okay, I am I willing to go as far as what my inspiration tells me? And, you know, that once again goes back to God for me. Like, and, and once my willingness is that high, that's when the inspiration comes. If I'm resistant at all because I think, oh, that sounds too hard, um, I'm willing to do everything but that. Um, I'm willing to do everything but a few of these things and going in with these notions or expectations that you're not all the way in. And how do you get all the way in? That's a hard thing. For me, it took a lot of failures, took a lot of tough experiences for me to finally wake up and say, all right, enough of this naive confidence that I have. I don't know the best way. Um, it's very clear by my decision-making that I don't always have the answers. And so I'm gonna submit willingly to that idea that I don't have all the answers and somebody else has a better plan for me. And it's interesting when I did that, the, the inspiration that came to me, you got to go to work. That, those were the direct words. You got to go to work. You got to read books. You got to, you know, invest in your faith again. And for me, I hadn't done that for about 10 years. I had just been going from thing to thing, trying to do my best, still being obedient to what I, I felt was right. Um, but I wasn't fully investing in myself like I should have been. And as soon as I did that, it was like the downloads or inspirations, whatever you want to say, just started coming. It was like the plan was laid out for me. Um, and it wasn't that I could see my future. It was just I knew what I needed to do every day. And the interesting thing I would say that people confuse is they, they think that inspiration is just like you're going to get inspiration. You're going to be told exactly what's going to happen in the future. <laughs> No, the inspiration is just what step do you need to take next? And discovering your next move is critical. Um, and that's all I did. I just said, okay, I'm going to focus on my next move. And my next move is, it might be reading a book. It might be that simple. It might be getting up 30 minutes earlier to, to meditate. It might be praying more, um, reading you know, things that inspire me. Um, and it's interesting, once I started doing that, just the, the inspiration just kept coming. But what, what was really fascinating was everything I was inspired to do was really hard. It, was, it wasn't like, oh, this is really cool. I'm in this euphoric state and I don't have to take any risk in my life. It was like, okay, now that you've learned how to listen, it's time to go to work and you're gonna do something really hard. But I promise you, if you'll do it, it it'll be rewarding. And those rewards have have been these massive deposits into just who I am as a human. And I've been able to be more proud of myself because I've followed those inspirations, even though that path <laughs> with Sturry, you know, my recent company that I'm, that I'm running right now has been the hardest, by far the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, but by far also the most rewarding thing I've ever done. Dan, that's so true. And what's what's interesting for me about what you're talking about in terms of purpose, right, is that so many of us get caught up in the idea that, like, if my calling is to create this business over here, my calling is to um, start this, you know, nonprofit or whatever it is, and then what happens when it doesn't work out as planned, right? You talk about, like, the inspiration wasn't to necessarily start Sturry, but it was you know, I got to read this book or there was this one other thing and it came in bits and pieces. And the hang up that I feel like so many of us have is that we attach our identity to a thing, something outside of us. When reality is our purpose is to discover who we truly are. And it's, and it's these small little bids of inspiration that come that guide us closer and closer to that. Otherwise, why are we still here? <laughs> right. So yeah, yeah, I agree with that. 
Yeah, and and so you talked about Sturry. I'd love to hear more about what are you doing with Sturry. What is this all about? Yeah, I mean, just to just to add on what you just said is I I I discovered my identity during um, I, I was actually unemployed for three months before I started Sturry, and it was the best three months of discovery I've had in my entire life. It was just pure inspiration, heartache, uh, difficulty. We had no money. Um, lots of debt um, and no health insurance and just had our second kid. But for some reason, I was able to find, just because I stopped and listened, I was able to find these peaceful moments. And I, and I discovered who I truly was. And I, I call that divine potential. Uh, you can call it infinite potential, but something much bigger than yourself. And once you have that confidence, you don't have trouble uh, getting out of bed every morning because you know who you are and that will stay with you the rest of your life if you continue to practice those things. And what was interesting about me discovering that was I had figured out in my mind what that process was and then I and it, and it led me to starting a business that helped other people do that. It, it was as simple as that. Help other people discover that divine potential and their purpose. And you can call that your calling in life, but be careful by using that phrase because your calling in life could change from day to day. Um, it could change. It's going to change from year to year. Um, but if you're in tune and, and know your purpose and know who you are and your potential, then you get up every day with a willingness to move the needle in the direction that you feel inspired to move, whether that's within your own business or as a mother, as a father, as a student, um, you know, as an employee, whatever that may be, um, be willing to wake up every day and move that needle in the direction you need to go. And for me, the needle pointed right to creating a company that helped people do exactly what I did. And I just took my film experience. It wasn't rocket science. I, I during that time of self-discovery, I took all of these experiences running different businesses and I landed on film and was like, okay, I'm not going to do commercial films. I'm not going to do feature films for hire. I am going to go do people, regular people's stories like me, um, help them discover their purpose and let others see that process and get to look in on that. And um, so we created something unique. We called it Sturry because stories that stir. We, we couldn't think of a better term to use than that because it stirs that emotion in you that that is that spark to help you discover your purpose that's awesome um i just gotta throw this out here because you you had these varied experiences right you you went from owning a lawn care company to you went to healthcare. you've you're now in motion picture so what does that mean about your past experience because you talked about like you had this you finally f discovered more about who you are, right? Your identity. What does that say about everything that happened prior? And I, I know that's a little bit leading, but was there purpose in that too, right? Yeah, what, what, is yeah. that, what does that mean about the past? Because so many people can look back and say, well, I already made X, Y, Z mistakes. What does that say about me now, even if I wake up to the what I'm supposed to do? How should I yeah. look at that in my mind? It's a tough pill to swallow. You hit it right on the head is there's a lot of whys. You know, I looked back at all those experiences. It was like, why did that not work out? Why did this thing that was supposed to be a guarantee or pretty close to it not work out? And why did I bounce around for 10 years, you know, uh, in my career, not knowing where I was supposed to be? Um, well, I can't say not knowing. I, I jumped into things because I felt inspired to do those things. But then when they didn't work out, I was like, why was that only two years that that worked out or a year or whatever it may be? And, and I think the key there was when I sat and, and contemplated all of those things and looked back on my experience during those times of being unemployed, I realized all the puzzle pieces fit together. It was like this lightning bolt of inspiration that said, you had all those experiences to get you to this exact moment of reflection. And this exact moment of reflection taught me something about what I needed to do next for my career that had nothing to do with what I had been putting on my resume. And it was a, a self-discovery that my greatest asset, aside from all the skills I had acquired in my life, 
was I had the natural ability to connect to people immediately. And that wasn't something that I purposely nurtured or tried to grow my influence in that arena. It was just something that had always been there with me and I could trace it all the way back to my younger years. Um, there, was, there was a gift that I felt like I was given and I, I felt like during that time of self-discovery, God said, look, you've had this gift all along. You haven't been using it to its maximum capacity. Now that you've discovered it, now you know your purpose. Go use that gift of connection and create a business that is exactly that. That's awesome. So maybe you can help us or help me um, understand better what does that process look like? What is the story process? Yeah, I mean, we, we didn't have a, a specific process for it other than the storytellers that we would film their stories. So I would feel, the way it would work is I would feel inspired to go tell someone's story. I would reach out to them and say, I need to tell your story. And it's a horrible business model financially because <laughs> I was just funding a bunch of stories, but that was also the inspiration I received in the beginning was just keep doing that. And I was like, all right, this, is, this goes against everything I learned in business school, but I, I'll follow that. I'm going to trust this inspiration. And so we did that. We just went and did, we took people, the story process really just became me being able to connect with somebody and ask them the right questions. And in doing so, they created the, this beautiful story for themselves that had nothing to do with their chronological version of their story. It had everything to do with something I, I tagged in the, in the very beginning as perspective moments. Your life is not a list of just chronological events. Your story is not that. Your story is actually a collection of all of these perspective moments. And when you put those together, then you, you can figure out what your purpose is here in this life and what your next move is. And so I was doing that for all these storytellers and they were having all these perspective moments and like, oh my gosh, I, almost like I don't even know what just happened when you were interviewing me. But then I would do the same thing on podcasts. I would do the same thing in speeches, you know, um, keynotes, whatever it would be. And I'm like, here's, this is what story is. It's just helping people identify those perspective moments. And it's, to me, it was just this divine timing, a, a terrible situation with the pandemic this last year. Um, but we are, we are filming all these stories and have, have done over, I, I think at that point, over 200 stories. Um, around the country and some international. And we were kind of thinking, what's next for Sturry? What do we keep, you know, it, and I made that sound like it was a really easy, you know, four or five years. It was not. <laughs> uh, it was a very difficult one. Pure inspiration, you know, living that way doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It was hard. Um, but we knew there was something more and different. And I've known that since the very beginning. And the pandemic hits. We're working on this documentary that we're working on. We, we are just all in on that. And then a couple can a couple projects canceled because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And so suddenly me as a director, I direct all the films. And if I don't have any films to direct, um, sure, I have all these other responsibilities as the CEO, but I, I had time again, just like I had time when I was unemployed. And um, I had more responsibilities on my shoulders at that point. But I had time to do something I'd always wanted to do and to write this process down so anyone can go through it, not just the people that we tell stories on. And so that's what I did. I had, I had almost four months um, that were just a beautiful experience to go through it. And it was just like being in that room when I was unemployed and receiving all of that inspiration. Um, but for a the project, I felt like was... Honestly, Aaron, it was like, I felt like once I got done, like this is my life's work. Wow. It's, it's right here. I can hold it in my hand. And if I was gone tomorrow, um, which has actually become a reality with some of the health challenges I'm, I'm going through, and I didn't know this at the time, but um, if I was gone tomorrow, I would say I did what I was supposed to do on this earth. Wow. And, you know, that gets me emotional, but it also makes me feel proud of who I am and proud of this journey I've been on. And I don't, I don't have a lot of regrets, you know, at this point in my life. So Dan, you've, you've talked about some amazing things here. I think the, the first thing I just wanted to make sure that the listeners can pick up on is the fact that you, it wasn't so much about 
using your past experience and skills to be able to create story, but the fact that you had this mindset that we've talked about earlier, that when things got hard, when a pandemic hit, all of a sudden you're faced with, now what do I do? Instead of looking outward and trying to just necessarily generate more money, you looked inward. And that was not in itself is amazing because without the fortitude, the mental fortitude to be able to have internal peace amidst chaos, it's really hard to be able to understand what those next steps are. And you have this now tangible thing that you, you're calling your life's work, which is amazing. Everybody can have access to it. And so I guess my question to you is, is when do you know the right time to focus on, I wouldn't say the stuff that won't necessarily generate revenue, but more purpose-driven material? versus actual business, maybe nine to five, running an entrepreneur, you know, running your own business or whatever it is. How do you know when to do which? So, so I, think, I think you won't know unless you stop. It doesn't have to be a pandemic that starts that process. You have to work into your schedule, especially as a founder or CEO, time to stop. Um, and I hadn't done that for for 10 years before I started Sturdy. That's, that's why the inspiration came as I stopped. And it was no different last spring. Um, I was in complete chaos mode, trying to figure out how, you know, with the pandemic, what are we gonna do? Our main source of revenue was production. People were hiring us to do their stories for their nonprofits or for their for-profit companies that were um, really focused on a cause or mission. Uh, and those were who our clients were. And those are the ones that were struggling too. And, um, and so obviously they, they couldn't pay the bills and many of them came to us and said, what do we do? Um, we have this contract with you. We have this thing we were gonna do with you. And I had this just overwhelming sense of calm. Um, not every day, <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, it, it was just that in those moments when I was trying to figure out what to do next, I was like, and I think it was less about saying like, oh, this is a sign. I think some people would, would say, yeah, this is a sign. I'm like, well, if you just, if you live your life like, oh, this is a sign, you'll be chasing, you know, <laughs> you're going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, and so you got to be careful with that. Um, but sometimes there is signs. There are things there. And it doesn't mean that you necessarily should just follow blindly. I think it's that you got to stop and hear what those whisperings are, hear what that inspiration is that only comes in peace. Um, and I was not in a peaceful state, even running my company. Um, I was in, in kind of in chaos mode, trying to help us grow and to get sales and do all that stuff and feed my family and other families. But I stopped and I knew it. I, as soon as I stopped, I knew, okay, we, we are never going to have these few months again. It's never going to be like this um, because we are growing and we do have growing opportunities. So let's do what I've always wanted to do. And it's funny because when I sat down to write the book, it felt so fluid versus when I had tried to do it before, I could focus on it for like an hour or two. And it was like, no, it's not the right time. And I'm like, what do you mean it's not the right time? Everybody needs these, these questions about life and to discover their story. But it was just fluid last spring uh, and into summer. And that, that process was just such a beautiful process for me to, to witness and be a part of because I just asked the same questions I asked when I was unemployed for those months before I started Story. And I asked the same questions I ask all these people that we direct stories on, produce stories on. And all of that just started to come together and people started to come into my life that influenced the book. and. Um, gave me great the feedback I needed and helped me design it in a way that the experience was perfect um, for anybody, no matter their race, religion, culture, demographic, where they live. Um, and that to me was, that's just the key. You got to stop even amidst the chaos and find time, regularly scheduled time to do that. And so I, I do that every day and every you know week, every month. I have different ways that I stop. And that's the key. It's that simple. That's awesome. And, you know, that's uh, that's an internal thing that you can do, you know, of your own accord. How, in your estimation, what are the top three things outside of you that help contribute to that ability to stop? 
Like if you were telling the, you know, any listener out there, if you're going to stop, yes, you, you can take a moment for yourself, whether it's meditation, whether it's prayer, whatever it is, maybe there's other things too that you can focus on internally, but what can you do outside of yourself to also create that ecosystem or, you know, situation for yourself to stop and, and feel? Yeah, I, I, a huge part of what allowed me to take that time was delegation. Um, I delegated some responsibilities I had put on my shoulders that frankly shouldn't have been on my shoulders or didn't need to be on my shoulders. So that was the first thing. I, we had just gotten funding for this documentary and I could have easily said the first four months after you know we had filmed about three quarters of this thing and I could have just said, the first four months, I have to be involved in every decision and be a, you know, part of the, every single creative process. But instead, I hired a really experienced story producer um, that went to work, did her magic. I just put a lot of faith and trust in her, and I felt inspired to hire her, and I felt inspired that she would deliver. I hired a really good editor um, to work with our lead editor, and I wanted them to to work their magic because I work much better when somebody takes it 75% of the way and I can finish it um, and put my stamp on it. And so so that was the key. It allowed me those months where I could have definitely got myself into the weeds of that project. Um, But I allowed my team that I always wanted to build for this purpose um, to get the credit and to take, take the wheel. Um, And, and I just started telling people if, you know, these guys are my go-to team. They're going to handle this. So, so that was the first part. And then the second part was just communicating to the team and to my family that I'm committing to this process. Um, it's another risk. And I was just open and honest to everybody about that. But I feel like we need to do it. And I'm sure people were like, well, that doesn't make sense in the middle of a pandemic to sit and write a book. You know, you, yeah. they're like, I've seen all these movies about that. Writers just, it doesn't work out for them. And that's communicated in our society all the time that, you know, that's the wrong thing to do. You got to go fight and you got to be a hunter and, you know, slay the dragon, whatever it may be. But that's not how life works. You know, you can work as hard as you want. And if you're not living inspired, then you probably end up in the same spot you were in uh, before. And hard work does pay off, but it's not the only thing that pays off. And, and so for me, it was just communicating to my wife and my family and to um, my, my team that I'm committed to this process. We stopped posting on social as much. We stopped doing a lot of things, but by the end of June, I think I worked on that from March to June. Um, and, June slash July is when we had our first copy done. I look back and I'm like, who cares that we weren't active on social like we used to be? Who cares that I listed off all these things? I'm like, it really, it really doesn't matter. I had this invisible jury that was telling me that those things were important. And I knew that that work was important. And so that's where you got to just shed that invisible jury and tell people you're committed to a process and go do it. It's, it's usually the exact opposite of what we think, you know, like if in order for us to accomplish more, we have to do more, you know, there's this mindset that, you know, even from even old adages, such as the early bird gets the worm and there's nothing wrong with getting up early and working hard. But the idea that we have to do more, be more, think more in order to accomplish more isn't necessarily always true. And so it's interesting, you know, you, you talk about your story where, yeah, you had to hire a few more people. So maybe you were growing the business that way, but in essence, you were simplifying your life. You were getting rid of certain, I wouldn't say distractions, but things that didn't matter as much in order for you to focus on what really did. And I think, I think that's really important. And then the second part where you're talking about is, you let go of expectation, right? You had to turn over the outcome of what was going to happen with your business with these individuals. And, and that's hard. You know, whether it is just a personal relationship, maybe someone has to let go of an individual that's been in their life or they've created a life with um, in order to create that, that new chapter. 
Um, or maybe it's something that they actually need to commit to and they've been in and out and it's, it's so powerful, you know, those two principles. And I, I just, I think it's really important to understand that just outside of the motion picture business or as an entrepreneur, that these principles can be applied throughout. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you bet. I, I, amen to that. (laughs) You know, what you said is just, it's spot on you. You got to let go. I, I think it's a generational thing, to be honest. I, I see a therapist on a regular basis, and, and um, it helps me with a lot of things, with my health crisis I'm going through. It helps me with my business as a CEO. It helps me with my family relationships, um, and not just my family, media family, but my, the family I grew up with, and shedding generational things. And I, I, that's not a negative or knock on my parents, because I was raised... I don't have a, honestly a single complaint about how I was raised. Um, I recognize things that were not done correctly and not done right. But at the end of the day, I got nothing to complain about there. But what I did learn is it, it is not just about hard work. That's, that is a generational myth. Um, and and I'm, I'm one of the hardest people you'll meet, hardest working people you'll meet. And I have always been that way because my parents taught me that way. Um, but at the end of the day, as an entrepreneur, the worst thing you can do is just only focus on hard work mm-hmm. because there's plenty of people that will work hard that, and competitors <laughs> that will work hard that may have a better idea, better product, or maybe they're going on pure inspiration and they're going to beat you. Um, and you hear all these success stories and sometimes I cringe because I think we're communicating the wrong message to the younger generation or even current entrepreneurs that have been in it a while. Just work hard and your business will work out. It's just not how it works. <laughs> you know, it's so true. Um, I think you have to work hard, you know, but you just have to work really smart. And to me, smart is using your skills, working hard. And that third element is following inspiration. Yeah. So true. And how I mean, how do the people that you work with or just the people that um, you spend time with that you invest in and they invest in you contribute to that outcome? Yeah, I I think we're all on the same page as far as living up to our potential. I I think honestly, that's if 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 you were to say, what does my network look like? And if you were to, you know, draw that on a piece of paper, it would be people that spend a lot of time on their knees a lot of time in the mountains. Um, they meditate. They have a therapist. They exercise. They eat well. Um, and valuable connections mean everything to them. And I, I think those are that's the recipe for success in whatever you're doing. If I was a post office worker, entrepreneur, school bus driver, teacher, uh, if you have those elements, you can be pretty happy with with where you're at in life as long as you feel like you are living your purpose because you're surrounded by people that really support you and living your purpose and that that yeah you have to have that or else when you or else you're just a crazy person to all the people close to you because you're like oh pure inspiration that sounds like everything you would have learned in business (laughs) school that doesn't seem like a good idea (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it's for me I look at it and I think, okay, so if I'm supposed to be led or inspired to connect with this individual or whatever, you talked about hard work only and working smart as well. How do you know beyond the fact that it's just inspiration or maybe it feeds into it, but how do you know the right people to include in that inner circle in your life? How do you know who to invest in? When, whether it's business, whether it's personal relationship, what's your framework around that? Gosh, that, that's been, that's been hard. Like it's an extremely hard part about running a business is, um, it gets to a point where you have to let go and letting go is one part of the problem. Letting it go to the right person is the second part. And when it's your baby, it's like giving away a kid. Um, and, um, well, not quite, that would be much harder, (laughs) but, um, some days it might not be as hard, but, um, but I, I think about the times where I've let go. I, I recently just hired somebody that was, was very expensive. Um, and somebody I'd wanted to hire for years, not necessarily this particular person, but, but this 
type of person. And for some reason this time around, it didn't hurt or sting as much. And maybe that's because our business is further along or revenue could justify it a little bit more, but it was still a huge risk. And somebody asked me about that risk the other day and, you know, asked me, has it been worth it? And I'm like, a hundred percent. And you hear that, you know, and, and books you read and other people's experiences, but actually take the risk and hire somebody like that is tough. But it's interesting when you hire the right person, they, they treat your business with responsibility and with love and they nurture it. And it's really important to them that it's successful. But not only that, they care about your family relationships. They care about you um, and they care about the same things. And that's where you have to, as an entrepreneur, you have to find people. They're never going to be as invested in your business because they can walk away at any time and not have that same risk and not have that same debt or, you know, all these things that would pile up if you walked away from your business. But they feel like they have skin in the game. Um, and those people you have to look for. They're not, they don't just come knocking on your door all the time. And I've learned a lot of people will knock on your door that, that they think they can handle that kind of responsibility or they think they care that much. But then you realize just a few months into their employment that they just like the idea of what you're doing. They don't like the actual work and risk associated with what you're doing. And, um, and that's hard. But once you do find those people, they're worth their weight in gold. And I'm just barely learning this you know, as a 35 year old entrepreneur, um, and run many, many businesses and probably should have taken that risk to hire these types of people before, but never did. And, uh, I just think that that's the key is I I'm, I'm actually, it's funny, Aaron, like we, I I'm spending less time on my business. It sounds really weird and strange and doesn't make sense than I have ever spent before, but our business is progressing faster than it's ever progressed that is, because of that's that. That's a great thing. That's awesome. And, you know, what you're talking about in terms of a work relationship, you know, with an individual, just trying to translate that into, like, say, a life partner or even a parent-child relationship. I mean, you can't – you get who you get, right? <laughs> As a parent-child situation. But what's for me what's interesting is – when you're talking about how you need to take a risk, but your knowledge of their background, um, how you feel around them, all of those things, they contribute to, you know, a mindset about that particular individual. Can they actually deliver and all of that? Um, I think it was, I think what you pointed out was super critical. And I hope that all of the people that are in relationships or those seeking relationships really hear this part out. And that's the fact that when you said that they valued your family, that they valued not not just the work, but the mission and, you know, that like everything that goes into it, like they actually care. And so many times we get caught up in relationships, work or personal relationships where it's there's some objective involved and it's not a mission. It's not about the happiness of the other person or the happiness uh, or the goal of the organization. It's all about them. And so if they're asking a question about you, it's to see if necessarily you're safe, not necessarily to understand you and maybe to build you up or something like that, but it's, it's something that's focused on them. And I, and I think that that's so critical is as we go through life that the strongest relationships that we create are the ones where they are focused and care about something outside of themselves. And so that framework of being able to first identify the people based on their skill sets or compatibility or whatever it is, that's, that's base level. And then at a second level is understanding how do they actually show their investment? I think that that's so critical. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I think that just adding to that, I, I think the critical part is finding somebody that knows their purpose. Yeah. And if their purpose aligns with what you're doing, then that becomes really interesting. And 
I, I hear a lot of people talk about, I have this employee that I struggle with, I have this co-founder that I struggle with, partner, um, spouse, kid, whatever. And I am so convinced after this process of interviewing hundreds of people, and we've done over 200 films, but I've also interviewed many more people outside of what we've filmed and spoken to people from around the world mm -hmm. on a regular basis. And it all comes back to the same thing. When you find your purpose, you are able to have valuable relationships. You're able to have an effective effect <laughs> on people. Um, so I think if my kid's struggling in school, my, my daughter struggles in school, and this is a prime example. And she's just like me, I struggled in school. Uh, and so I could easily say, well, I wanna fix these problems. She's not getting as much support as she needs in school. And that's, that's what we actually did. We're like, maybe she needs to be in a, you know, a special education program. Maybe she needs a tutor. And immediately it was like, I jumped in wanting to just fix this. And then I'm like, I, I discovered one night when my daughter was like, well, she talked about becoming her own boss. She's only seven, <laughs> but she was like, you know, I want to start a business. She said, I want to sell t-shirts with sayings on them. And I, I want to donate a t-shirt for every t-shirt someone else buys. I want to donate one to a homeless person. That's so cool. And, and in that moment, I was like, my daughter doesn't need me to fix her school problems. She just needs purpose outside of school. Yes. And I think she'll be more driven in school. Um, and whether that's getting a kid on a sports team or starting their own business, I, you know, it like dawned on me. I'm like, I'm trying to fix the wrong problem. My daughter wakes up every day, not excited when the alarm goes off to go to school and dreads doing that every single day. And it just breaks my heart. Oh. And then I discovered, oh, she needs purpose. Yeah. Like, and, and so that is no different for your partner, for, for anybody else that's in your life and somebody that you're going to bring into your business. If they've got purpose, forget having to worry about motivating them. Forget them having to worry about whether they care about you, your business, or your family. Once they have that, that's just a given. They've, they've got the rest. <laughs> that's amazing. It's so true. And I guess the only other thing that I would mention there is, Dan, the work that you're doing to help people not only find their purpose, but to be able to create that motion pure. I think you, you mentioned it earlier, but it just, there's something about putting it to paper or putting it to the world that it doesn't just solidify it, but it, it really helps us create that commitment level um, for us to believe it ourselves. And so could you talk just briefly? I know we're kind of running out of time, but how, I mean, what, beyond the, the story, the, the book that you've produced, what other things are you doing to help people really frame what they're meant to do? Yeah, I, I think the, the key there is having constant perspective moments. That's just what it comes down to. Um, and you can do that through our book. Uh, it's called, this is my story. Cause it's, it's your story. It's your perspective moments. Um, but outside of that, you can go through the book and it's painstaking work. Make no mistake about it. It's not a, you know, you don't just discover your purpose by saying one prayer or having one meditation or going up in the mountains for one day. That will only happen if you've already done the work, uh, in my opinion. And so that, that's a, a part of it. You've got to put yourself in situations where you do write it down, pen on paper. Um, you do start sharing it with others, but then you stop and listen and you go to places that allow you to stop and listen and feel peace. Um, and I, I just recently wrote a post about this. I was in the back of my forerunner on this off-road trip. Uh, my wife let me go on for a couple of days just alone, you know, with, I was there with my brother and a cousin and a friend, but um, I had time to myself in the morning and I could see out of my vehicle a 360 view of these mountains that were around me. And um, I related that to, to just stopping and listen. And the inspiration I needed this week for my business came because I was in that moment where I had no responsibilities to anyone or anything. And it just came like that and totally unexpected. And I was actually doing this trip for another reason to seek inspiration on my health, but it came for my business. So that's the key. You know, you can go through the process, you can go through the book, which I, you know, highly recommend because it, it will start you on that path. But 
you got to figure out ways to get regular perspective moments and experiences in your life. Some of those are things that you stop and listen and other those are actually going to work on yourself doing something with, with purpose. That's awesome. Well, to kind of round things out, is there anything else that you want the listeners to know at this point? Yeah, I, I, right now, especially during a pandemic, um, and you know, I know we, we feel like we're coming out of it, but we still got months to you know work through all these problems. I would just say, if you're wondering if you have potential or wondering if you can find purpose, um, whether you're depressed or have anxiety or PTSD or just you don't like your job, whatever it may be, in a tough relationship, uh, just know that it's not impossible. Like once, once you go through a process like we've given people to discover your purpose, you can get through all of those things I just listed and so much more. And you're setting yourself up for, for success in the future. So don't get overwhelmed about every decision, everything that's not right in your life. Just focus on discovering your purpose and then the rest will follow. So true. Dan, thank you. I, to, to end, I like to ask this question um, to the people that I interview, but if you were to, if, if things were to end today for whatever reason, what is the legacy that you hope to leave behind that people understand not only your purpose, but just what matters to you? Ooh, that's a deep, meaningful question. And I appreciate that. Um, mine is, I believe that we all have this divine potential within us. Um, it's not an external thing. Um, it is within you. And once you uncover that, it's not just the sky is the limit. Uh, it's you get to create the sky. You get to create the limits. So discover that power within, discover that purpose, and then go produce and live the story you want to live. Perfect. Thanks so much, Dan. Thanks for having me. Thanks again, family, for listening. Hopefully you gain more clarity as to how to create more peace amidst the chaos. And make sure to check out Dan's stuff, especially his book. You can find it at stry.com. I'll also include a link in the show notes below. And as always, make sure to go and subscribe to the podcast and give us a review. Let us know how we're doing. You can also reach me on Instagram. That's where I'm primarily at, at Aaron Says. That's my handle. And if you have any feedback, any comments, likes, everything just helps contribute to the community so we can get stronger, better, and give you what you're looking for. So make sure to check us out, and we'll catch you around next time. Peace and love, family.